You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcombe and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Proof Text. I'm Michael Halcombe. And in this episode, I want to share with you three things that I'm thinking about. The first has to do with switching computers. Now, this is a big headache in many ways. And I can only speak, by the way, as a Windows user. That's all I've ever used. I'm too far along and uh, in too deep with Windows to make a switch. So that's all I can speak to. But I recently just switched computers. And in fact, I had to switch computers three times. The reason for that is because the first two that I bought were duds and I had to take them back. So I ended up within about a week or two weeks span having to transfer data three times, actually maybe four. And the two ways that I found the most painless to do this was one, to back start backing everything up on Google Drive, and you can subscribe to different plans that allow you to do that. And a lot of computers actually are starting to do this with OneDrive, which could be very helpful. Uh, that's a little bit more space for a little bit more money, but perhaps it may be worth it to you uh, to avoid the hassle. Another way is I've got several external hard drives, and I've found that those have come in really, really handy and allow me to organize things in a fast and efficient way. So uh, those may be no-brainers, but using Google Drive and these external HD drives or hard drives uh, have been most helpful for me. I, uh, the second thing I'm thinking about lately, or at the moment, is the curriculum vitae, or you might hear it called the curriculum vita, or just for short, CV. It's Latin for path of life. And really what it's, what it is, is like an academics version of a resume. So it will show where you did your uh, coursework, you know, you got your degrees from, uh, what books you've published or essays you've published, uh, where you've worked, what classes you've taught, um, what conference papers you've presented, what languages you have familiarity work, working with, and these sorts of things. And, uh, one practice for me uh, is, well, I just picked this up somewhere a long time ago. Someone told me that the best kind of CV is a CV that's always updated, or the best kind of CV is an updated CV. So to prevent myself from ever having a headache, um, I just keep my CV updated. Probably once a month, I'll try to update it. And I just want to commend this to you as a good practice. That isn't any indication of, of course, me wanting to switch a job or trying to switch a job or needing to switch a job. But sometimes if you're going to try to publish an academic uh, publisher might ask for your CV, or if you're going to do an interview with someone, they might ask for your CV, like on a podcast or a show or something like that. There are all sorts of instances where someone may ask for your CV. And so the best kind of CV is an updated CV. So I want to just suggest to you, if you haven't done it in a while, update your CV and then start doing it once a month, at the beginning of the month or at the end of the month. Uh, the third thing that I'm thinking about is the liturgical calendar. And I know a lot of evangelicals don't tend to follow this uh, 
growing well not sort of growing up in church i didn't grow up in church but uh, being in church evangelical churches over the last couple decades i know that many evangelicals are sort of low liturgy low church evangelicals but in recent years i've uh, become very appreciative of the liturgical calendar and we might call that the church calendar and so um after the 12 days of Christmas, which was Christmas, which start on Christmas and go for 12 days, right? We end up at Epiphany, and then that's the presentation of Jesus. And then after that, the baptism of Jesus. And then um, Epiphany keeps going. Then we get to the transfiguration of Jesus. And February 22nd of 2023 marks Ash Wednesday, which in a sense kicks off Lent for us because Lent will begin the following Sunday, February 26th. And that'll go for five weeks up until April 2nd, which is um, uh, Good Friday and then uh, Easter. And so I want to encourage you, if you've never really done anything for Lent, to do something this year. And a lot of people think Lent just means giving something up. And it it can uh, deal with that, but it can also deal with taking something on, right? Um, and so when we're thinking through Lent, like theologically, right, the liturgical calendar is meant to follow the footsteps of Jesus. And so Lent is really an idea of walking a month and a half with Jesus in the wilderness, you know, the 40 days in the wilderness where he was being tempted. And that's the that's where the idea of giving something up comes from, that uh, like Jesus during this time period will resist temptations. And so we give up something that may tempt us. Or we could take on something. We could take on doing a work of charity or an act of kindness or... Um, embracing some one of the seven virtues and living that out, uh, this sort of thing. Whatever it might look like to embody Jesus as he, or to imitate Jesus rather, as he uh, spent his time in the wilderness. And so I want to encourage you with Ash Wednesday coming up this week and the beginning of Lent to take that on in the coming weeks. Well, that's all I have for now. I uh, hope that is intriguing to you and hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glosa House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glosa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glosahouse.com today. Glosa House, language resources for the global community.